0: Make a variety of healthy meals in minutes with Aviv. Their unique and innovative frozen cubes allow you to quickly prepare a nutritious meal in less than three minutes. Go to EviveNutrition.ca to find healthy vegan foods and recipes and use the code Canada's Podcast 10 for $10 off your first order. Welcome to Canada's Podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs
1: hi welcome to can's podcast i'm your host celine williams and today i am joined by dominic Dubé, the co-founder of evive which is an innovative healthy frozen food company in canada that is best known for their smoothie cubes they are available in almost every grocery store across the country as well as online dominic thank you for joining me today
2: thanks for having me celine great to uh being on the per- podcast for the first time
1: Absolutely. I'm very excited to talk to you. There's a lot of reasons. I know a little bit about your story, but there's always more to know. And so I like to start with a big, broad question of, can you tell me a little bit about your journey towards the founding of Aviv, what your background was, how you got there, you know, what this has looked like for you?
2: Sure. Um, Sure. I'll I'll start by putting a bit of history behind Aviv for the listeners who've never heard of uh, of the brand before. Please believe um, is a six years old uh, company that I co-founded with my wife Claudia in Quebec, and uh, we started the company right after college uh, with the uh, with the idea of making it more accessible for people to prepare very healthy smoothies. Um, and so, came up with the idea of a smoothie cubes that would enable people to to simply shake shake their smoothie and go. So, no blender smoothie, uh, no cleaning of the kitchen in the morning. But still the very high nutrient, uh, the superfoods, uh, the greens, everything organic, everything plant-based. Um, so that was sort of the vision. And we, we started without having any idea of what, uh, having a <laughs> business was or, or starting a business, um, and, you know, step-by-step step, grocery store by grocery store, we, uh, we got our way, uh, to coast to coast. And now, uh, now, uh, even a little bit in the U S and, uh, and also we, uh, are launching new line outside of the the smoothie world, so uh, so yeah, quite an interesting journey and uh, and yeah, happy to share a bit more about it.
1: So I'm really curious. You started this out of college, you said, with no. So it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I recognize people can be entrepreneurs when they're quite young, but it sounds like neither of you had really been an entrepreneur before or thought, hey, this is the thing I want to do is be an entrepreneur.
2: Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, never, never saw ourselves as entrepreneurs. <laughs> we were, you know, I was, I, I did mechanical engineering and uh, I I was gonna wo- go and work in a shop somewhere in Quebec as a mechanic, mechanical engineering. And Claudia was doing a psychoeducation, uh, which wow. is psychology for uh, children pretty much. And she was uh, into her master actually. And um, but she had that passion. Chloe Clo- always had that passion for nutrition um, and healthy food. And she was making those very complete smoothie. And it just it just was so obvious that to us that this wasn't accessible for for most people mm. because of the complexity of putting all those ingredients together, of knowing what superfoods to add with what, and and making it delicious but also very nutritious. Um, people have to take the time and in the morning, nobody has time. Um, so we just saw that, you know, everybody would win, uh, to drinking more smoothies, but the accessibility of it wasn't, wasn't there. So pre-making them in little cubes was just, you know, it was just an idea that we loved. And we, we started selling, uh, you know, very homemade prototype on a Facebook page. And, you know, we got a couple of orders from friends and friends of friends in our hometown. And we were like, you know what? let's, let's give it a go. Let's, uh, let's put a, um, or things on the, uh, on the side for a moment and try it for four or five months and see uh, where it gets us. And then after four or five months, you're like, it was, it was super hard. It was like not fun at all, but we had a feeling that we needed to continue. Uh, and so we pushed and we pushed and eventually we had a team and a plant and everything sort of came together.
1: I love that. And I love that it came from And I think this is such an interesting thing that happens is it comes from your own experience, right? Where you're like, this is the thing that I am doing that I am seeing a gap in, because it's, I use it myself, right? That's That it's something that you use. And to me, quite often the best stories are are stories like that where it's, I would like to have something like this to make my life easier in the morning. And lo and behold, you create a product that many people feel the same way about. So I, I think that's really cool. I'm curious, you said it was very hard at the beginning. What was challenging? Like, what was the hardest part of getting it to where it is now, of getting through those first months? Because it's also a really unique way to start it, selling it on Facebook, going through the way that you did it. It's quite unique.
2: I mean, when I, when I look back at it, I'm like, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a weird first year because we, we didn't even know how to sell that food product literally like how, how do you get in the grocery stores? You know, yeah. how do you deliver? How do you, how do you price it? How do you make it? You know, what's the rules for the packaging? Yeah. So all those things, you know, we, we had zero answers and nobody around us, you know, who had done a similar journey that we could just, you know, call and refer to. So it, it felt, it felt really, really, um, like destabilizing because, because we didn't have any answer. And you know, you go out of school, and at school you you have the, you have a game plan. You know, you, you know what you're going to do for the next four months, and then for the next year, and and you just go step after step, and you study your thing, and you get through it, and then you enter uh, the the Aviv the journey, and you don't have a plan. You, you have, there's nothing you can follow that'll guide you to a, a destination. So that was pretty, that was pretty tough. And manufacturing the product, you know, not having any capital for machineries or even renting a place was, uh, was a bit hard. So we, we, were, we were making the smoothies in our parents' kitchen for the first three months. And then, and then we found a, a small little uh, place that we're making handmade uh, pastas that had a table in the back, <laughs> that, that's all they had for us. And so we were paying like, I think it was a hundred or $200 per month to access, to, to access that table and they had a freezer space. And so that's where we produced for a whole year after that wow. and cutting the cubes, uh, with a big nights and scooping them in, a, in, in, craft paper bags and home delivering them, um, uh, to, yeah, to, 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 to the people. And when you, it, there was, there was no way, you know, the, 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 the pricing, you know, and all the energy that we put into it made sense financially, <laughs> but, but we, we had no idea. We didn't even know how to calculate it. So. But it got it got us through the first year and, and validated the concept, uh, learned a ton of th- ton of things. We sort of understood how to go through the grocery uh, model. We found a distributor and 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 yeah and 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 then we were able to sort of grow from there. Um, so that I'd say those are the that was the first year. Yeah, pretty intense.
1: So what what was the turning point of going from you know having a table in the back? And I don't know if this is the I don't know if this is going to be phrased right, so bear with me, but from having that table in the back of a place that made pasta that you used in yeah. freezer space to being able to get a distributor and get into grocery stores, what happened that that turned that table because there's yeah. a lot of things right It could be an investor, it could be a mentor, it could be who you spoke to like I'm just curious what what that looked like for you or what that change was
2: yeah um. We, a couple of things we got into, a, an incubator in our hometown. Yeah. So got a, got a bit of, uh, of, of tips from there, you know, what's your business model, how are you going to fund this? And so, so that, that, those types of questions that just oriented us to what the priorities were, um, and then, and then a year, a year and a half after we start, we, uh, we got, uh, Couple of angel investors, and some of them had food backgrounds, and so at that time we started to have a better view of you know who the distributors were, what margins uh, do you have to build in your product to make it work, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, we and then and then you know we obviously learned much much more by actually doing it, but we had a couple of. People very generous people that we could call and uh, and talk to.
1: I love that, and I think that's such an. Uh, thank you for sharing that because I think that that those incubators having mentors, having people that have some of that insight, is often the key to that next level of success. It's often the key to getting it from someone's table in the back of mm-hmm. a kitchen to what you've been able to produce now. And I think that's a really important thing to acknowledge as as part of your journey. So. I appreciate you sharing that.
2: Yeah, and um, and yeah, for for us, even with a little bit of capital and and some mentoring, the manufacturing piece was 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 a challenge for the first three years because after that table in the back thing, uh, we didn't have the capital to build a million dollar plant, right? And nobody was producing what we were doing, so we couldn't just go and ask for somebody to co pack it,
1: right? Um,
2: so we had to produce it. So we found a, another place, bigger place with a couple of equipments that we, that they had already an incubator, uh, but for food in Saint-Hyacinthe, which is South Shore of Montreal. And, uh, we produced there for almost three years and, and we built a team and it was an incubator, but we, built a, we had a small room, build a team from just me and one of my friend producing to at the end, we were, I think 25 working two shifts, everything by hand. Uh, so. Uh, so that ramp up was uh, was uh, quite interesting because we ended up having a manufacturing plant, um, but not owning any building or or any machinery. So that was helpful. Lots of time, but we made it work without it, without intensive capital uh, investment. And then uh, we sort of moved out of there into a, uh, a partnership, a, sort of a co-pack, co-packer agreement, because we had sort of the volume to uh, justify somebody else uh, 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 adapting their plan to the Aviv production.
1: That's phenomenal, and it's it's so interesting how you uh, navigated the consumer product goods space without having a background in it. Because I think it is a uniquely challenging consumer product consumer package goods CPG. Mm-hmm. See, I said it wrong, but I think <laughs> it's a uniquely it's a uniquely challenging space, especially if you don't have a background in it. Right, like. I think it's phenomenal that that you've that you took on all these different ways of getting to where you are now to to learn and to keep going because <laughs> it's it sounds like a lot of work.
2: Yeah, I mean, all the industry have their challenges, but but you know, food has their their own. Um, I've, I've always find myself lucky that our product is not perishable because it's frozen. I <laughs> I have friends that are you know, in, in cold juice companies and stuff like that. And, and they have to deal with short term, short, short uh, shelf life. And that for me was, would just be like so much more complex. So you can always compare yourself to another, uh, another person in the industry. But yeah, I think, I think you know, being in the, in, the, in the food industry in Canada, one of the challenges for the food entrepreneurs is how can, you, how can you get it out of the country? How can you start, you know, making some noise in the U.S.? Um, and, and that's where we're working on right now. And there's a couple of uh, very inspiring Canadian companies that are working on that at the same time as we. So uh, we, we exchange uh, tips and tricks, but building a brand that can go in the U.S. is hasn't been, hasn't been done that often, you know? So, so that's sort of our goal, you know, make it, make it work um, in the U.S. as well. And it's, 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 starting, it's starting nicely. We started in the, in October, uh, September last year, and it's, it's going nicely, but uh, many challenges ahead. It's like starting a new company. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty excited.
0: <laughs> Aviv wants to inspire you to get more from life through healthy eating. For a breakfast smoothie, simply put the cubes in a bottle, add your liquid of choice, wait 20 minutes and shake. The best part is that you don't even need a blender. Our lunches are also very versatile. Quickly prepare a soup or a bowl and personalize your meal with your favorite sides like rice, pasta, or quinoa. Go to EviveNutrition.ca to find healthy vegan foods and recipes, and use the code Canada's Podcast Ten for ten dollars off your first order.
1: I spoke to uh, Susie from Love Good Fats. I don't know yeah. if you know them. So I spoke to her a couple of months ago, and and they're in the they're in the US now. And she was saying something similar that. It's, a, it's like a different it's like launching a different company when
0: mm-hmm. you go into
1: the states. And so hers are are not frozen. I imagine it's even more challenging when you have something that is fresh or frozen than it is when it's something that has a much longer expiration date, like a packaged bar, right? So I, I imagine that you are facing specific challenges inside of what you're doing and congratulations for doing it. I think it's really exciting that it's launching in the states.
2: Yeah, thank you. We, uh, we launched uh, as an e-commerce business first in, uh, in October last year. With a, uh, so, yeah, people can, can subscribe to a, a box of smoothie that they receive every couple of weeks. And, yeah, it's, it's a model that's, that's been there for, in the U.S. for a couple of years now. Yep. So, you know, U.S. people have been buying food online for numerous years. It, the education is sort of, it's, it's more ingrained in, 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 in their purchasing habits. For than sure. it is in Canada. So, so that, that's good for us. But uh, now we're sort of navigating the retail space, entering our first retail laws. And um, so that's interesting. We, you know, although we have all those prior success in Canada and, and all those numbers to show, um, they, they don't really care uh, because it's like, what have you done in the US? You know? yeah. and, and so you, you sort of need to find the, the first couple of retail chains that will they'll give you a chance uh even though you you have no prior success in the country so
1: yeah it's 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 so interesting how they discount what has happened and it's a different market right i recognize that it's not but it's really interesting how it's like okay that's great that it worked in canada but that doesn't tell us anything about here it's yeah it's, it's such an interesting um difference in how they approach the the markets so i'm curious Aviv is six years old now. Started in 2015, yep. is that right? So if you yeah. were to go back to 2015, Dominic and Claudia, and you were to have a chance to talk to them, what what would you tell them now? Like, what would you? What advice would you give them? What would you want them to know as they're starting this business?
2: Yeah, it's uh, a good question. You know, it's hard to answer because we've made so many mistakes, right? And we've <laughs> lost <laughs> we've lost so much time. Um, making those mistakes, but I have asked myself, like if I hadn't done all those little mistakes and all all those pains that we had, I don't think it would be what it is today. And I don't think the product would be what it is today. Mm. Um, so it would be hard to, to not go through those, those, uh, those obstacles. Yeah. I think, I think obstacles is the way I believe that's So, so true. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think I'd go back. I think I'd do it again, um, but um, there's, there's maybe one thing that I think we, we could have learned a little bit sooner was that try to find, we were not passionate about food manufacturing. And if I had figured out sooner that you know, we, we, we should focus on product development and marketing and branding and, and all of the things that passionates us um, sooner, I think it, it would have been a little less painful. <laughs>
1: I think that's totally fair. I think so. What were some of the like if what were the biggest challenges that you faced in in doing what you've done and getting to where you are? Because, you know, from an outside lens, I see things like not having a background in CPG, not having a background in food menu. And I'm like, that seems like a lot. But that doesn't mean that that from your perspective is what you would say. Here's the biggest challenges. (laughs) Here's this part that. We just messed up royally.
2: Yeah, I e- yeah, everything that was totally new to us, like food manufacturing, um, and doing it without capital. That that was that was, I'd say, the number one challenge. And then, yeah. and then, raising capital was also a challenge because I had no, really, no clue <laughs> how to approach this. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a competitive thing, you know, to raise capital. The you know some vetted investors they get pitched all the time. so you, you need you need to have a compelling story and you need to show the right things. so it took me a while to understand that dynamic and eventually you know uh, we were able to raise a successful EA a series A in 20, 2019 and but that path to understanding the 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 fundraising process um, was a lots of nos uh, <laughs> lots of nos. um so that that was that was that was awesome learnings. So I'd say those two things, yeah.
1: I think that's really, I think that's very valuable for our listeners and our viewers because people, we tend to glorify the idea of raising capital without talking about the hard part of it, right? Like it validates a company, which is true, but it's not for everyone and it is challenging. It's not an easy thing to, it's not like you just go out and say, here's my business idea and people are like, great, let me throw some money at you.
2: Yeah. Right? I mean, it all depends, you know, with who you want to raise and and how you want to raise, but Chloe and I were pretty pretty picky in a sense that um, we didn't want to raise money to to raise money. You know, we want to raise it with the with with the right partners, and so that adds a, a layer of complexity. You know, it, it reduces your list of 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 funds or 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 angel investors, and then you want to raise at the right valuation. You don't want to you you don't want to sell for cheap. Um, so we were patient in a, in a in a way we wanted to build up the stories and the, and the numbers nicely so that you know we, we, we would get uh, the right the, the the right valuation a good valuation. So those two things made it uh, made it a bit slow and complex for us. But in the end, you know, it, I'm so grateful we were patient and 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 we worked hard to to build that those those because it's it's allowing us to to go our own way and, you know, keep the company going in a direction that we intended it to, to go six years ago without any external uh, person trying to to go in a different route. So
1: I think that's I think that's really good tips for anyone who's thinking about just for the record, I'm going to say it for anyone who's thinking about raising money is is to. Be particular. Don't just take money from anyone. Like, let's be really clear on who you want to take money from and -hmm. what that partnership, because it is a partnership, is going to look like. And then also to be patient about how you value your company and what your company's valued Mm -hmm. at, not to rush in just because someone's giving, you know, someone, maybe not the right person, is saying, here's some money for you. I think those are really good tips in general.
2: Yeah, because you'll get term sheets. You know, we got got term sheet, two months after, not even two months after we started fundraising, but it was, it was terrible terms, you know, because, you know, that's probably what we, what we were showing. We were probably showing we're a terrible company, but because we're in the, in the early steps of the process. Yeah. So they, they see that, you know, investors that I've seen tons of pitch, they see that you're, you're new to the game and, and, you know, the confidence level is quite low. So they'll pay for they'll they'll pay for you know something that their confidence is quite low so you want to build up that uh confidence and and that and that network effect um to to build build a better value yeah so um
1: i have i'm going to ask this question because i know that you are both this is slightly off topic um but because you are both life and business partners with your wife yes I'm curious how, how do you balance that? And if someone is interested, if someone's like, Ooh, I think I want to go into business with my partner. Mm. What advice would you give them? Because I imagine that there are some very unique challenges to being both.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's, 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 for us, it's, it's great. Um, Since, since the, since day one, we wanted to give it a go. We wanted to try and, and, and share, you know, share a project together. I think we were lucky in the sense that we, our skills and her interests are very different. Mm. Uh, while I would go at the plant and, and do all the manufacturing and stuff, she would be doing the branding and owning the branding and building all that and marketing. And so we had, we had our own things and it always stayed like that. We sort of had our business unit and. And we're always exchanging about the whole, the company as a whole, but we were not doing the same thing. So that, that I think was, was pretty important. And then we're not people that fight a lot. You know, we've, I've been with Chloe for 11 years and we're, we don't fight much, you know, or we fight in a very healthy way. Yeah. Um, and so when things get tense in, in, in the company, um, it's, it's easier to, to deal with, you know, especially when you start having employees. Uh, you don't want to be obviously fighting, fighting with your with your co-founder, and that that can bring that can bring a, a weird dynamic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for us, it's been it's been great. It's great. It's great to share the the day to day and the challenges and the risks and and all that.
1: I think that's always the wonderful thing about having any business partner, right? Is that you mm-hmm. have that you have someone who gets it. Yeah. Right. Who is like, yeah, I'm in this every day with you. I I get what you're going through. I think that's a really powerful thing. In general, so I can appreciate that.
2: But yeah, I think the, the number one thing is if you want to try it, try it, you know, and, and just make sure that you don't go maybe all in because this thing doesn't work out, you know, you have an exit, an exit door, but uh, for us, it was really, really progressive. Like the first year we could have literally stopped after one year and we had zero debt and we would just have learned, you know, tons, tons of things. Um, so for us, it was always going step-by-step step and, you know, you know what, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. We were not like putting her house and her kids uh, <laughs> in guarantee to the to the bankers. So. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, that's a, I think that's an important thing to, to keep in mind in general, right. Yeah. Is that there's, it's finding that balance of risk and reward, right. Mm-hmm. If you have no debt and you do, you're not mortgaging your house, you're not putting things at risk, then the reward makes more sense. But some for some people and for some times, the the risk might not be worth it. And so it's finding you found you and Claudia found your own balance of risk and reward and pursued this in a way that made
2: sense. For someone yeah. else,
1: it's going to be different.
2: Yeah, for I mean, for us, it was for the first year, and then then you get in the. I mean, at some point, if you want to continue, you have no chance to. You need to, to get some money from, from from the bank and this and that. And, and then the dynamic change. You can't just quit anytime, But we had sort of a first year for us. It could be three months, could be six months, but yeah. we had that space where we could test. That's it. Yeah.
1: yeah, I love that. So I want to go back to something you said at the beginning, which was that you're known for your smoothie cubes, but there's more to come. So tell me a little bit about what's still to come for Aviv. What's the future of this company look like? What do you guys have... You yes. know, under wraps that might be yes. coming soon.
2: Well, yeah, Selena, I was talking about you know how how Chloe was making those very healthy smoothies in the morning, and we saw a gap in the market, and and we saw the same gap, but for lunch preparation.
1: Mm. Um,
2: especially now that people are working from home, uh, the lunch is like in between two meetings, and you know, it's it's a weird time where you you, you want to eat, but you don't have much time. So we want to make it simpler and healthier uh, to do lunch prep. So the concept is uh, meal cubes in the same, we're in the same (laughs) idea of the frozen cubes. So meal cubes that uh, are very versatile. You can uh, pop them in uh, in hot water, and it makes you a a soup that will, you know, very filling soup, or you pop them on quinoa or rice or pasta, and it makes a very healthy bowl. So so that's where we've been up to for the last couple of months. We launched the Meal Cubes uh, in uh, about 50% of the retailers across the country. Uh, So you'll find them in Sobeys, Loblaws, uh, natural food stores. um, And also they're available online. And we also sell pre-cooked quinoa, uh, pre-cooked pastas that are frozen. So you can literally assemble your bowl in no time uh, during during your your lunch prep. So flavors like... uh, uh chili, uh, uh, we have a Thai bowl and uh, vegan mac and cheese, so uh healthy options, but uh, that also tastes delicious.
1: I love that. I think that's huge as you know, I am someone who worked from home before the pandemic started. I run my own business, I work from home, and you're right. Uh, even for those of us who were not stuck at home because the pandemic Mm -hmm. lunch is often the hardest thing because it is I have 30 minutes between two calls or between two things, or I'm trying to multitask and something like this sounds phenomenally easy to do. And easy to do is, I mean, I think it's, the reason that I love the idea of your smoothie cube so much is that it's easy. To, not everyone has a blender. Not everyone has the time to get all the fresh ingredients and balance it out and blah, blah, blah. You've made it so easy and accessible for anyone to have a healthy breakfast and a healthy and easy lunch.
2: Yeah. And, and something that is very evive in the, in the philosophy of the product is that it's not a frozen meal. that you just put in the microwave. It's, it's something you, you make. You know, You can assemble the way you want. You know you feel for a soup you do a soup you feel like you know having the uh the thai on some rice noodle you do that you can add vegetables to it you know so you you really make it your own but it takes five minutes uh so that's that's the that's a cool thing
1: i think that's i think that's amazing um i look forward to seeing all of these i'm looking forward to what else you have, might have coming out in the future and to oh, what this yeah. looks like
2: like I, like i was saying if is a we're at R&D and marketing hub. Uh, we we love to have ideas and develop them and and present them to, 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 to the to the yeah to the Canadian and U.S. market. That's what we like to do. <laughs> so cool.
1: So for our listeners and our viewers, where can they find you online? Where can they find out more about your smoothie cubes and now your delicious lunches as well?
2: Yes. So AvivNutrition.com. In Canada, in the US, uh, we ship uh, nationwide.
1: Perfect. And we'll have the link to that in the show notes for this so people can find it really, really easily. Um, Dominic, it's been lovely chatting with you. Thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate this. Your journey is fascinating and I know our listeners are gonna love it.
2: Uh, Thank you so much. It was great uh, chatting with you. And thanks for the invitation.
0: Absolutely. Aviv Nutritious Drinks and Foods help you to live a healthy lifestyle so you feel amazing and have the time to do what makes you happy. Go to evivenutrition.ca to find healthy vegan foods and recipes and use the code CANADASPODCAST10 for $10 off your first order.